Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining and good morning, good evening, namaste, hola, bonjour and mahrapan. This is Namya Joshi, your host for the day. Welcome to episode 38 of the podcast, Each One, Teach Ten, An Amazing World of STEM. An inspiring venture we will be discussing that STEM is part of every day for every kid. We all will learn together how to build a STEM culture. Well, for today, I'm very excited because we have Mr. Alex Isaacs, who is an eighth grade maths teacher and EdTech enthusiast at Redback Middle School at Redback, New Jersey. He's a certified in a variety of EdTech platforms and passionate about creating engaging materials for students and teachers alike. So I'm really honored to have you here today, Mr. Alex. So how are you doing today? Damia, I'm doing great. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here talking to you. Uh, being on YouTube live stream right now with you is a real thrill, and uh, I'm just excited for the conversation. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure for me, too. So before we start going towards the questions, me and our audience watching us live would love to know more about the work that you do. And like watching your weekly, I've been really uh, astonished to seeing how the Pi Day, how the Hispanic uh, History Month, and many other things. So we'd love to know more about that. Well, I'm Alex Isaacs. I'm a middle school math teacher at Red Bank Middle School in Red Bank, New Jersey. Uh, throughout my teaching career, I've taught a variety of grade level subjects, but the main thing for me is building rapport with, with a variety of different students who are diverse. Uh, I feel like my ability to get close with them, understand them as individuals outside of the classroom is crucial. And for me, just being a great listener is one of my most important things that I keep in mind. The other thing that I really enjoy doing is creating engaging content for students and teachers. I'm always trying to provide great digital resources for everyone around the world so that they're able to have more success in their classrooms or try new ideas. And I'm trying to really make eighth grade math memorable for my students on a daily basis. So for myself, I've created a cast of characters in my various videos, including Mr. Bear, Alexander Isaacs III, or Detective Scassi. And all of these contributing, just trying to create fun and engaging content for everybody in the educational community. That's really motivating. And uh, I really love when you talked about ability to get close to them, because that is a really powerful stress upon social emotional learning and soft skills. So that's really great to know, Mr. Alex. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I care about my kids very much. That's never changed for me. And especially now, you know, after the previous few years, I, I know that teachers and students, anyone in education can be struggling at times. So I think it's very important to lead with empathy, lead with love and be that listener that that students and teachers can rely upon. Right. Agreed. So, uh, Mr. Isaacs, I perceive you as a very passionate math educator. So let our audience know about your passion. Uh, well, as I said previously, my, my, my newest passion is really sharing and gaining new ideas through social media. I, I've been releasing templates, whether it be my virtual Bitmoji classrooms, my Wakelet collections, all different types of resources in, in an effort to try to improve um, um, activities for students for around the world. So that's, that's a major passion of mine. And also collaborating with others. You know, we spoke prior to this uh, launching live. For me, my, I, I'm always trying to build a sense of community, whether it be with my students, with my colleagues, with the administrators at my school, 
So I, I feel extremely lucky to be at Red Bank Middle School where there have been so many different people who have been receptive to my ideas and, and understand my passions. So I've been very lucky to be at a place like that. And, and another major passion of mine are all things ed tech. I mean, anybody who knows me knows that I'm not going to get out of a conversation with them without mentioning some type of platform, some type of resource to the point where some of them have probably become slightly disinterested with me. But I really do love talking about all the different platforms, how I use them in my classroom and how they increase engagement in my students. So all of these different things with regard to engagement and making material fun caused me to create episodic video series and three stars of the week videos where I was providing just a fun escape for students and parents and teachers alike, or I was highlighting student achievements in new and innovative ways. So that's another main one for me, being able to highlight the amazing things going at going down at Red Bank Middle School and really showing what my students can do in and out of the classroom. Finally, for me, connecting with my new PLN on Twitter has become a great passion of mine because I realized just how much it's offering me to grow as an educator. And it's been absolutely inspiring to me to be able to put out a template, have multiple people like it, retweet it, use it, and customize it and make it their own. That's all I could ever ask is for people to be receptive to new ideas. And, and it's just been amazing to you know, show some growth on Twitter, get to know some amazing educators, some amazing people such as yourself, of course, uh, as a result of social media on Twitter. So those are the main passions of mine. And I try to incorporate all of them into being the best teacher I can be on a daily basis. That's that's really persuading that you're talking about how social media has been really powerful for you when you're getting your weekly collection to improve the engagement for students. And uh, I agree with uh, the point that collaboration, it really makes a strong bond when we connect with each other and talk to each other on different topics that helps us to understand our perspective. And then also that uh, basically teaches us many things as well. And uh, if I talk about how when I collaborate, like we're collaborating right now as well. So I'm getting to learn many more things from you. And as people say, learning never stops. So collaboration always helps us to make uh, stronger bonds and keep on learning. And the point about people getting receptive, I guess that is really important because when people get receptive to you and to the work that you're doing, it always gives you a spark of motivation that you're on the right path and you should keep on giving to the society and the weight is giving to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that you can understand this better than anybody else from a student's perspective. As a result of kind of the isolation, you know, being away from everybody, those PLC moments as teachers, those those instances in the cafeteria that I'm sure that you just miss, you know, they've kind of been lost for a very long time. So for me, I, I'm really about bringing people together and 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 Wakelet has really been that 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 great platform that's allowed me to do so. And I, I'm just really about getting kids and teachers and, and administrators connected so that we, we feel that level of unity and community again. I, I think it's going to be crucial for us for us moving ahead in this post-pandemic age. Right. Agreed. So um, in my preposition, I believe M is the most important element in STEM. So like English is required to read and write books. Maths, I believe, is also a language which is very much needed by engineers and scientists, albeit any profession, maths is very important. So I think math literacy and English literacy go hand in hand. 
What do you have to say about this? Well, I, I, I agree with you completely. Uh, I think of a, a couple of different things when you when you make that statement to me, when you ask that question. For me, you know, I know as well as anybody else that with the ever-changing landscape, you know, the, the increase in use of technology, you know, students are going to need to be literate in, in, in mathematics, especially, you know, be, becoming coders, uh, understanding you know, how to apply a variety of math skills in the real world. That's going to be of great importance for them because learners are so diverse, their skills, their needs. So if a person might not be the best in one level of, 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 of ELA or, or English language arts, and they might be more inclined to perform math or want to be a gamer or a coder or something along those lines, I take on that responsibility to try to make the math more memorable for them. Without that, they're not going to be able to apply that in the, in the real world and achieve their goals. So for me, math literacy means making the math relevant to them, making the math relevant to my students in their worlds. So for my, for my um, group of students at, at Red Bank Middle School, a lot of them are into gaming and being very creative with art. And as a result of that, I'm trying to offer opportunities in my math class that relate to those types of different topics. So the other thing that I think about when you say that are cross-curricular opportunities, uh, especially those that are project-based in nature. One of the most uh, recent certifications that I earned was in Newzella, and I'm, I'm dying to try to figure out the best way to implement that platform to get that cross-curricular ELA and math component into my class. But I'm always trying to, at the very least, get some science aspects in, collaborating with my colleagues at school. And again, when the, when the relevance is reached in students' minds, they're going to have stronger buy-in and everything's going to run more successfully in the classroom. So I definitely think you're on the right track, that literacy in ELA and math go hand in hand. And the more students that we can get to be fluent in the both of those, obviously the better. So I, I'm just I'm just only hoping to be that type of math educator that makes the math memorable and relevant to them. Right, uh, and also like uh, I think about in, in this way that uh, I agree with the point that coding is important for math, and especially when it comes to real world problems. Uh, like even my principal, she talks about all the time that how maths is there uh, available around us. It's just that we might not see it in that way, but everything that we do in our real uh, life includes maths in any way. And uh, be it like even making a cake when, um, or be it like when it even we've seen the Fibonacci series in the leaves as well. The pattern they are on the leaves uh, on the trees. It also includes maths. And I believe that uh, the mathematical and English literacy has the capacity to identify and understand the role that mathematics plays in the world, so that we can make well-founded judgments and includes it to engage uh, mathematics to meet the needs of a person in a constructive and concerned way so that we can make uh, more reflective citizens and make them uh, more empowered for tomorrow. Absolutely. And, and, and a big initiative that I'm going to be uh, putting out here pretty soon on Twitter, I've already kind of broached it with my classes and my colleagues at Red Bank Middle School, is we're going to have a hashtag my math moment movement. We're going to try for that coming up in May. So we're going to be incorporating Flipgrid, Canva, Seesaw, a variety of other platforms, Big Ideas Math, where we're going to try to get uh, teachers, students, administrators. We would love, obviously, to have you, Namia, contribute to that Wakelet collection with a Flipgrid video. So maybe we could get the information to you where you would be willing to uh, grace us with your 
uh, video for, for explaining uh, your math moment for this school year, a memorable moment that you had in your math class. So that would be wonderful. I feel, again, thankful to have connected with you where maybe I could get you to make a great video for that collection. But I, I agree with everything you said. And I, I do believe that, you know, we're, 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 as educators, I think we're doing a pretty great job at, at trying to adapt to an increasingly changing uh, landscape. And, and I, I commend all the educators out there who are just simply doing their best on a daily basis to get by and create meaningful moments for their students. Right. I'd be honored to be part of that. It'll be a great opportunity for me as well. Oh, thank you so much. I'm very excited for that then. Me too. So um, you, I know that you're promoting uh, that using technology, one should be an informed digital citizen, like on your weekly. So can you please more th uh, throw more light on that? Well, I mean, being an informed digital citizen is so crucial today. You have information coming at you on a second by second basis. And we have so many young individuals in the world who are, you know, very much in tune with social media, a variety of different platforms of social media. And as a result of that, I, I can't think of anything more important for them to be able to understand if this is a biased point of view, is this misinformation, is this contributing to some type of uh, lack of unity between a variety of different groups. And in order to do that, we really need to be able to promote each of the five pillars of digital citizenship but to me, especially the being informed. So at my school, we're lucky enough to have you know, portions of our social studies classes being contributed to each of the five pillars of digital citizenship. I know that Ashley Navalani at my school, an amazing teacher, is having a social justice club after school once a week where students are able to learn about you know, how to determine whether a resource is biased or not, the types of current events that are going on in the world, and giving students a real opportunity to share their voice which I think is of primary importance as well, but in a responsible way. Being an informed digital citizen is also very responsible. So uh, I had the opportunity as a result of Mary Alice and, and Katie um, with the DigiCit Summit to, to be a part of that, where you were the keynote speaker, absolutely amazing. And, and it was quite possibly the most memorable moment of my entire teaching career, where I presented with three of my students we created the video, which I'm sure you happen to get a chance to see, where I'm making it rain wakelet stickers on children and just having a great time with them collaborating. And, and it's just, it was just such an amazing thrill for me because everyone in the district was involved in trying to show how Red Bank Borough schools are promoting being informed in the digital age. I had the opportunity to have a cross-curricular cross lesson where I went into the social studies classroom and actually taught a digital citizenship lesson. And it was such a thrill because it brought me back to my STEM days at my previous school where I was always implementing lessons about digital citizenship. So, you know, we got the opportunity to collaborate on an amazing video. We challenged everybody to be more informed digital citizens. And, and it's just something that I look back on with such joy because the kids were involved and, and the teachers were involved and the, and the principal, vice principal, superintendent, assistant superintendent, everybody was involved on a common initiative and it was just such a great time. So I'm thankful for the opportunity to have, to have gotten that chance to, to present why it's so important to be informed in the digital age. That's so significant that it is important to know what is happening online when we're being informed. And when you're talking about the five pillars, I believe like uh, I believe that you would believe that too, because all of them aren't just different pillars. They're all connected in a 
series but when we're doing one step we're doing the next one and when we're following them we're finally becoming an impactor and you're talking about informed and being responsible is very much important because when we're getting informed what is happening online we become responsible as well and that's exactly what digital citizenship uh, means about that when we are impacting the children they would um, know what they have to do in the future and then take the lead and talking about CSLA, yes, that was a really lovely opportunity for both of us to present our ideas. And I was, I'm really grateful too for being given this chance to speak there and talk about how digital citizenship is so important and how game-based learning can be used in the classroom. And the opportunity for you as well about talking about maths and other things as well that you've been doing with uh, three kids, of uh, three children of yours has been a great opportunity for you as well. So that's how we learn and that's how we collaborate with people and we become, have stronger bonds and then connect. Definitely. I, it was just such a great uh, time having everybody involved. I, I never, in all my, in all of the videos that I created, I had never involved anybody else other than my girlfriend's son stealing a donut and then chasing me on a, on a bike. So that was the only time I've ever had another person in one of my shops. So you know, it was just, it was wonderful. It was wonderful to, 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 to be able to include everybody and have everybody participate in a meaningful way. So I, I couldn't be more thrilled about it and only look forward to more opportunities in the future to show what we're doing at Red Bank Middle School. Right. That's really great. So I have this uh, fun question for you and it's something related to math. So I'm going to go really slow reading that out for you okay. and the audience as well. You can also try to answer that in the chat. So it says if one is equal to three, if two is equal to three, if three is equal to five, four is equal to four, five is equal to four, then what is six equal to? Oh, Nami, I, I've got to be completely honest. I, I, I think that, you know, I might have heard this one before and it, it completely stumped me at, at first. You know, it, it's a challenging question right there. But what I think you're doing is you're setting the uh, number of letters in each of those numbers equal to the number. So if we're saying what is six equal to, I'm going to say three on that one. Oh, that's correct. Oh, my. Thank goodness for that. I mean, I would have lost a lot of respect as a math teacher with my <laughs> students had I gotten that one wrong. But it's a very challenging question. I could see how people could struggle with that one a little bit. Right. And that's how I tried to include English with maths in a question. Yeah. I love the connection right there. You know what? You know what? Nam, you know what I'm going to do? That's going to be my part of my do now starting on Monday. We're going to see how my kids do with that one. I love the idea. So I'm going to incorporate that in my math class. And I appreciate that idea. Thank you so much. So my next question for you is, uh, what should learners and teachers do to make tomorrow more explorative? Uh, I think that the first thing that, that teachers especially could do is, is to offer more choice in their classroom, offer more game-based opportunities in their classrooms. You know, there are so many ed tech platforms available to, to us at this point, and it's, it's important to make opportunities creative for students. So now, I would encourage students and teachers to find an idea that ignites their passion and trying to incorporate this within project-based learning opportunities. I think that igniting our passion right now can be a challenge sometimes, but without that, it's very difficult to kind of trudge along through an increasingly challenging time for everybody, students, teachers, administrators, and education. So having that 
that, that, that passion ignited in students and teachers while, implement, while implementing PBL opportunities, it's going to help students engage in digital citizenship by analyzing resources, collaborating with others. And then through this process, they learn how to apply these skills in the real world. I mean, that's as teachers, that's what, that's what our ultimate goal is, to take what we're teaching them in the classroom and then be able to bring it out into the real world and apply it. Without that, we can have all the learning objectives, all the standards, all the bands and strands that we want. But without that level of application, it, what's it all for? We want to be able to make you know students and children grow up, grow through the educational careers where they're becoming knowledgeable and able to apply math, ELA, science, social studies, all these different skills in the real world. And you know, students have, when they're given the intellectual freedom, that creative freedom to be ex explorative, you know, amazing things happen. And as I've mentioned before, Wakelet has just been an absolutely amazing platform to really promote those PBL opportunities and give students the opportunity to really show what they know in a variety of different ways. So I, I would really just recommend that everybody try to really tap into what they're passionate in. How can you implement that or incorporate that into your lessons? How can you incorporate that from a student's perspective to make yourself more motivated to achieve, to succeed at school? So I, I would really just find that thing that, 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 it, that sparks your interest, keeps you motivated, and that that's going to allow for that explorative type of atmosphere to take place in your classroom. Right, that's really encouraging that giving children in the classroom the choice and the voice and when we make opportunities creative, we let them collaborate and that's how they'll be able to solve the real world problems. And uh, when we are uh, having an application and uh, if we have a level upon it and we try to uh, apply that to solve a real world problem, that's when we know that we have learned the skills in the classroom in a better way that we know where to apply it's not just for getting marks but is also to know how to apply them and that's when we think with um, innovative ideas and it never stops if we start developing it more we can build our dream and similarly that will help to stimulate the student and teacher creativity together and that can create the biggest ripples to make the change and we can make a better world Absolutely. And, and again, me being explorative got me, you know, into the Twitter world where it's, it's helped me grow as an educator and it's become a major passion of mine. And I do believe that a big aspect of me being able to continue on through this school year with the level of enthusiasm that I have has been because of that, that feedback, that, that kindness that is, that has really been, you know, projected back to me and, and put out there into the world. It's just been absolutely amazing. So I'm so thankful that I did kind of step outside my usual comfort zone and really pursue this because, again, I'm talking to a person right now on the complete other side of the world, and I couldn't be more thrilled to make this connection. So, you know, just just really give it a consideration and, and, and just really tap into what you're passionate about. All good things will happen after that. Right. I agree with that. So uh, before we move on, I would like to have your consent if we can show some of the comments coming in. Sure. Okay, so we have a certain uh, number of comments from Ms. Monica Joshi. And she says that Mr. Alex, your theater videos created are simply amazing. Oh, that's extremely kind. Um, that is one of my virtual classrooms that I created, one of the first that I created. That was um, to present my episodic video series, Adventures in At-Home Learning with Mr. Isaacs and Mr. Bear, where I was working at a Catholic school, St. Benedict School in Homedale, New Jersey. 
and I was a STEM teacher who was just trying to make um, material that would make my kids forget about the pandemic that was just starting where we were at a virtual setting at the time. And the, the biggest, one of the biggest things that I think about from those days were I had about maybe five or six parents reach out to me at those times after watching these videos and tell me, you know, when we watched your videos, things felt normal for a little bit. And that was very meaningful to me because I knew that a lot of kids were struggling at the height of this pandemic when it first began, where they couldn't even really leave their houses. I was keeping, you know, I, I took on the challenge to say, I'm going to make these kids have a good time as a STEM teacher. I'm going to create accessible spaces for them where they can just have a good time and kick back and relax and do some fun STEM activities. So I, I really do appreciate that comment. And, and it's very meaningful to me. And, and I only hope to continue to provide that great content to my students and, and the teachers around the world. Right. And that's why we say the teachers are the best um, COVID warriors that we've had during this time, because they've made the classroom most engaging and they did not let us feel down at all at any time, because they're always there timed up for bringing up any activity to make us feel good and make us feel that we're still studying and we're still doing the same work that we used to do before. And Nami, I'm going to venture to say, is that mom? Is that your mom? Yes, she is my well, mother. Well, please, please thank her so much personally that, that I'm so appreciative of her kind words. I really do appreciate it. And you know, one of my biggest passions is creating virtual Bitmoji classrooms. So it was just really wonderful to be able to produce that for the kids at St. Benedict School. Right. Thank you so much. So uh, where can we find you online so that the audience watching us online can connect with you? Well, my, my three main spots where I'm producing content, where I'm sharing materials are Twitter, Instagram, and on Wakelet. You can find me at the same handle on each of those. It's Mr. underscore Isaacs underscore math. So it's available um, where you can go into any of those three. You will have resources. You'll have some shots of my own personal life where I might be like today. I'm dog sitting a, a dog named Jojo. So he's actually sitting right over there right now. That's mostly Instagram, more personal stuff. But on Twitter and Wakelet, uh, you will find a variety of, of educational resources that will be very helpful to you if you're a student or a teacher. So I have math notes collections available for students, and then I have a variety of different resources, templates for teachers. So you can find me at any of those social media platforms or on Wakelet, and all of them are the same, Mr. underscore Isaacs underscore math. Right. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, before we sign off, we would love to have a message from you for the audience watching us online. So I was really thinking about this one, and, and I think that, you know, it's important for us as educators to, to try to remain positive, to remain upbeat, but at the same time also recognize that it's been a bit of a challenge um, over the last two years to really remain motivated and, and, and keep students engaged and, and keep, keep spirits up. So I, I know that there are people out there in the world right now, the many listeners that you have right now that they might be struggling right now to, to continue to want to go on and press forward and conclude this school year. I know that I've been at that point in my teaching career multiple different times. But, but what I would really try to tell everybody out there is consider building a professional learning network in, in, in person and, and virtually online. I, I would encourage anybody who is not on Twitter right now to really consider getting on there, following some accounts, that, that are of, of innovators, of people that will inspire you. Because I got to tell you, the, the list of people that I'm following, the people who follow me, um, I, I, I'm hard pressed to not be inspired as I go through my, my, my feed 
on a near daily basis. So I think that it's important for us to be able to have a group of people that we can speak to in, in a real manner, commiserate with, share ideas with, gain knowledge from. But you need it's very important to find people, you know, in person, colleagues at your school, you know, really getting involved with others to build that level of we're not alone. They can very often feel like we're alone. We're out on an island. You have people that will be able to you know, collaborate with you, provide you that level of serenity when you feel like it's getting a little bit hectic. So I would definitely encourage everybody to give that a try. And, and also just thinking about how technology is allowing us to network and mentor others. It's, it's more possible than ever. So I, I just can't stress it enough. There are so many inspiring people out there in education where if you feel that that fervor that enthusiasm waning get on there work the platform and tweet out some content in order to share your ideas with the world and i'd be hard pressed to say that you're not inspired by the end of all that and feeling better about the current climate in your classroom or otherwise so give twitter a try try a new platform that ignites your passion that keeps your students engaged and i think that all things are possible and we can really close out the 2022 school year on a strong note Right. And that also reminds me of a quote that I thought of, that no product is made today, no person moves today. Nothing is collected, analyzed or communicated without some impact being an integral part of it. And that in itself speaks the overwhelming value of digital technology. And like you said, you never walk alone. So keep on connecting and keep on communicating. And that's how you learn. Definitely. And, and again, today's probably the best example, you know, this, the Digit Summit, all of the above. But this is just the latest example where on the other side of the world, I'm communicating with a, with a lovely young person who's clearly very bright and doing a great job with a podcast. And now I have a launch question for Monday for my students. And I hopefully have a video response from you on Flipgrid where we're going to make that collection shine all the more on Wakewood. So, so Namia, I can't thank you enough for giving me this platform to share some ideas on my educational philosophies. And I look forward to listening to more of your podcasts in the future to see the next great person that you're interviewing. Thank you so much. I'm really appreciating that you took out your precious time to come on my podcast and share your thoughts. And I've been really inspired today listening to your thoughts on math and English and how we can inspire people by connecting them online. So it was really lovely talking to you today and I'm really thankful for your time. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, hopefully one day we can do some more collaborative projects together as well. Sure. I'm in for that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for joining us today and listen to this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Till then, each one, each 10, have a nice day.